Welcome to the All Manner of Things podcast. In this episode, we will be discussing worker placement games. Hi, my name's Shondell. And I'm Peter. And this is a ramble episode. And today we're going to be talking about worker placement games. Yes, worker placement games. Now, you may want to know what a worker placement game is. And over to you, Shandell. <laughs> now, you've done a little bit of reading on it within Board Game Geek and um, a few other sites. And, and yeah, uh, Just to confirm. Yeah, yeah, that we've got our definition correct because there's it, it some mixed interpretation out there. What exactly is a worker placement game? Yep. So what we've come up with is... A worker placement game is a game, it's a little bit of a more complex game mechanism, mm. I think. So it's not probably a game that you would have as a gateway game. No. But it's definitely like the second or third game that you may want to purchase might be a worker placement game, just to take things up a notch. And they're always, they're, they're not, it's never a quick game, it's always a little bit of a longer game. Like you can, you're not going to get a, like a, a 15 minute, half an hour worker placement game. No. It's generally going to be like an hour sort of game. Mm. If we're talking generalisation, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. The examples that we have we're going to bring out today, they are all over 15 minutes, if not heading into the half-hour hour games. Oh, they're all over half an hour. But anyway, so what, are, what is it? What is it? Stop beating exactly. around the bush. What is a worker placement? It's a game where each player has a certain number of workers. workers. Yeah. Um, so little meeples or... Anything really. Yeah, whatever. That you have a specific number of. Yep. And then there's a game board that has a diff- bunch of different locations and these locations have different actions that you can take. Mm. And so to place your worker um, on your turn, you place your worker on one of those locations to take that action. Yep. And generally... There's a uh, limited number of yeah, a- actions so you can block people. Yep, there's a limited number of spots. And yep. once your worker is there, no one else can take the spot that you've taken. Yeah. So a particular action could have three spots, so three people could use that action and then no one else is able to take it. The biggest point of contention around worker placement is the blocking, whether once you've taken a spot and blocked it completely for all other players, yeah. that's a worker placement, or whether just placing your workers out on different actions, but everyone can place the workers even if there's things there. That's the biggest contention for worker place. What's a worker placement? I personally think you have to, it has to have that blocking element. I think it makes it a lot more interesting and a lot more strategic if you have that blocking element. Yeah. And I sometimes think it's not makes. just about I put this down to get something. Sometimes it's all about I'm going to put this thing down to block someone. Yes. And yes. that's really a clever little gameplay, a bit of psychology that goes along and it gives the game generally a little bit more depth yep. as well. So, And then with, 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 with the game, whether it's the end of a round or yeah. a particular point in time, then people take their workers back and then those spots open up again and you can use them yeah. again in a new round. But yeah. Yeah. So that's basically how worker placement works. Yeah. Now, we don't own a massive amount of worker placement games but we have played quite a few over that our time of playing board games and the ones ones we own yeah the ones are our top ones yeah exactly so rather than just give our top three which would normally do that probably end up being well, we know that there'll be the same three so we'll just discuss the board games 
of worker placement that we do own and then hopefully you guys might get some ideas about board games you'd like to have a play with as well. In a previous episode we talked about co-op games which is an episode that was similar structure to this we talked about our top three for beginners and our top three for more advanced players but like we said at the start it's not really a beginner game mechanism it is a little bit more complicated absolutely we've just got our top three which are the ones that we own we actually own five so we're going to talk about all five of them yeah so let's talk firstly about dungeon pets yes now, in Dungeon Pets, you are a, what is it, an imp? imp? You're yep. an imp, yeah. And you uh, come up with this wonderful idea that you want to own a pet store full of wonderful creatures. The only problem is every other imp in the village also has the same idea and wants to also open up their own pet store. So okay. you're competing with other imps and putting out your little imp family, I believe it's a family of imps, yes out in different locations to either acquire pets or to give them food or give them training. Or um, buy the... Um, the stables. Yeah, and, the, and the, the enclosures yeah, that you can yeah. store them in. So these pets are not your ordinary pets. These are like killer bunnies and ghost dogs yeah, and yeah. Yeah, dragons and it's it's a lot of, a lot of fun. Yeah. What I like about this worker placement game is the theme. theme. It's the theme. Um, and the fun of the yeah. game, like the stories that you can tell afterwards when I had a baby dragon and he was fine. I raised him for like so many rounds and then all of a sudden he got too strong and he knocked out my imp yeah. and yeah. flew off. All, all, all he produced was poop and had too many imps trying to clean up after him yeah. and he just, yeah, he just went to disarray and, you know, we had to let him go. <laughs> or, or, or my killer bunny. Convert him to meat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, or my killer bunny got depressed because yeah. I wasn't entertaining him enough and, yeah. Yeah. you know, all these sorts of things. Yeah, yeah. Um, Great little stories go behind while you're playing and you've got to really get into that, the feel of the whole theme of the you're yeah. an imp and whatnot. Yeah. And, and it, it is a lot of fun. Wouldn't say it's my top no, favorite. No, it's not game. my top three. If you peel back that theme, there is a good mechanic behind the fact that you all get a range of of pets to choose from, or a range of cards to choose from. They all have their strengths and weaknesses. But I felt it's a pretty a, standard pretty, worker placement. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has. To, it appeals more to people who haven't played it and are interested in it and want to play it two or three times, but I don't think there's a massive amount of replayability happening in that game there into is. the years, you know, because once you've played it a few times, um, you have a lot more fun with playing with new people coming on board than you would if you were just constantly playing that game. There is also the pet's age yeah. and get more requirements oh, right. as they get older. So there yeah. is a little bit more to it than a you're standard right. standard just a worker placement mechanism. Yeah. I like the little dials that are yeah. on the individual pets as well. That was and, clever. And then you've got the the pet shows yeah. to earn extra points and yeah. then obviously when you sell the pets in the end to earn extra points. So but I think a lot a little of it, bit more in it. I think a lot of it hinges on that theme and it is an interesting oh, yeah. and great theme. Yeah. A fun theme, very yeah. fun theme to play. Yeah. Okay, so, so our next one, would you like to talk about Tiny Epic Western? Yes, Tiny Epic Western is 
a part of the Epic series, Tiny Epic series. And we bought this or was given to us and we weren't, wasn't expecting a lot because we enjoyed Tiny Epic Galaxies so much and thought, well, it's probably going to be the same type of game. But yeah. no, it's a worker placement game. Yep, and completely it, different game. And it, yeah, so um, there's a set of buildings and you put your workers on those buildings so those buildings don't change, but yeah. they have cards attached to them that can change what the ability of the building is. They're all if, in a circle, aren't they? Yeah, and if... You, if someone else has a worker there, because this is a Western theme, it doesn't mean you're completely blocked out of that spot. What you can do is have a gunfight with them. And the way the gunfight works is you've got bullets that you collect throughout the game, but also there are poker-like cards around each building and you're dealt a couple of poker cards at the start of the round and you can use them to see who's got the better hand. So it pulls in that real Western theme. Mm while still having the worker placement element. Yeah, yeah. And look, it, it is, it's a very interesting game and it's very, um, I like that it is a solid, full, complete game, again, in a really small box and it explores the worker placement with the randomness of the cards that you put in between the buildings. Yep. And I love the idea that, that you can do that west and that shootout just because two people are on, a one, on the same spot. Yep. You can have that shootout between them. It gets that real western theme happening and you can use your <laughs> poker hands to awesome work. There you go, Shandell. Edit that. We may not be the on to best. the next one. We may, on to the next one. We may not be the best of explaining this game, but it's a good game and it's, it's a good a, worker placement with a little bit extra. So I think something we know a lot about is the next game. Yes, I think the next three games is us moving into what would be our top three. And I think we both agree on this top three. Yeah. Number three game is Tzolkin the Mayan Calendar. Yes. It is a game that involves workers, like for different gods, I suppose. And essentially it's all about cogs that link together and slowly turn around like days in a calendar year a Mayan calendar year I should say and as they turn around the smaller cogs it's linked to also turn around so this is like crazy crazy board game and a lot of people thought this was going to be a gimmick but it isn't it's so clever the way those smaller cogs also move and as they move if you place a worker in in a spot the longer you you keep it in that spot the more powerful more valuable you can get your worker to produce for you so with a with a particular worker that may be put in like a corn spot to, to get some corn, if you hold them there for long enough, you can it's end up corn. getting like a blue crystal or something ridiculously awesome. A blue crystal? A blue crystal skull. That's not from the corn one, that's from the resource one. Or from the resource one or, or wherever. Yeah. So you get what you get what I'm saying. They they, they increase in price, yeah. or something that we end up with three corn in. If you keep there for for a few days, can end up producing seven corn or yeah. ten corn or yeah. what have you. So it's all about on your turn. You either put workers out onto these cogs, the mini cogs surrounding the large cog, um, which is the, as I mentioned the, the, the number calendar of the, the calendar, yeah. and. Otherwise, you need to take X number of workers 
off. So it's a quite a simple mechanic. You either take mechanic or you do nothing. Yep. And timing of, of this is so essential f- to try and get the goals, to try and get the, um, the various ways that you can win. And again, this is another beauty of this game is there is multiple ways you can win. The, the timing aspect is really the key to this game. The thing that I think makes it a really good worker placement game is it's got that worker placement element of putting your workers yeah. out. Yeah. But it's also got that you have to think ahead. You really have to think ahead. Okay, if I put it down here now, I really don't want to take it off for another three turns. So on that turn, I need to be taking workers off. So you've got to put them all down at the right time to be taking them off at the right time because you don't want to get to a certain round where you want to put one down and take one off because you can't do that. And then add to the fact someone there could could know your plan and then block you on purpose because they go before you is, you know, it's crazy. Their board itself looks – look, I've seen people painting up this board and it looks absolutely amazing. The first glance on it, it looks a little bit chaotic with the number of tracks going around all over the place. But it it is so such a beautiful game the way the whole thing links together and the way that you can, as I mentioned before, win this game doing multiple things, yeah. focusing on one thing or if you want to just generalise on everything. Yeah. But yeah. there's, there's yeah. Um, You can worship different gods, gives you different victory points. You can build different buildings to get different victory points. You can you know, just produce and there's, there's all sorts of and different ways to And that theme goes quite well within the entire board game itself you know it's all about that Mayan culture and um, the different things that you can you can achieve there I've seen this game played where the first three quarters of the game hardly anyone moves on the track at all the 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 points track at all and at the last moment everyone just just shoots around um, picking the very last score point systems at the very end yep. once the game's finished that's when the real tally is that's when you find out who the true leader is which is another mark of a, of a great game as well that you can secretly gain or well, not even that secretly but you can gain all these victory points that only apply at the very end yeah all right so our number two game then would be alien frontiers yes do you want to talk about that one so basically in the game alien frontiers you are using these orbital facilities around a planet to try and put colonies on a planet and take more of the territory on the planet for yourself to get more victory points. So Alien Frontiers is, again, a worker placement game, but this one uses dice. Mm. So it uses dice in the place of like little meeples or workers and the locations you can use are limited not only by who's blocking those spots, but also by what you roll on the dice at the start of the turn. One particular location, you might have to play two dice that are equal. Another location, you have to play two dice, um, three dice, where each dice is one more than the dice before it. So you're limited, you've got that blocking of a worker placement and you've got those different locations that you can use, but you're also limited in what dice you roll. And it just, I really like that. It just adds something a little extra to a worker placement while still having that very simple gameplay. Yep. Good thing about this game, just a side note, is it was out of print for a while, 
but a new edition has just come out. So if you are interested in this game, it is available again now, which is fantastic. What I love the most about this game, and I always, and I've mentioned this before in our review of Alien Frontiers, is the balance of luck and strategy that goes along. It's the luck of the roll of the dice, but you can use Alien Tech, which you can purchase within like rolling the dice to do dice manipulation and then there's a bit of strategy involved on where you put those dice out again you can block other people if you know where their strategy is to try and put more of your colonies on that central planet yes and that is the the way that you can also take points away from people by balancing your colonies on equal territories with somebody else or remove their or move their colonies around on that central place as well it's just another little thing that actually works out so well to make this game such an even balance in that luck and strategy yes lastly I'll move on to our last and favorite worker placement game and um, we have done a review for this so listen out for it it is Lords of Waterdeep. Yes. And can I actually put in here Lords of Waterdeep with the Skullport expansion? Though I think the Lords of Waterdeep would still, in my mind, be just be that quintessential worker placement yep. feel that just works so well. Within Lords of Waterdeep, you are a character, a secret character of uh, Lords of Waterdeep with your own special hidden ability of power that you want or achievement that you want to have. It's set in the port of Waterdeep and you can place your workers out in different areas within the town or village to achieve blocks. Now these blocks will represent like a wizard or a clerk or a warrior or whatnot. And they, they, these blocks will then be put into your little tavern and you then can achieve quests or go out and look for quests to where those little blocks can actually attribute to completing a quest. Now quests can be a short-term point benefit or it can have a long-term benefit as well to help you along. Now you can also have your own buildings which sit on the outside of the board which other people can visit as well or yourself and they can give you a range of different blocks as well as the owner of those buildings also getting benefits. That's a pretty cool thing about this is that the number of locations you put your workers in can increase throughout the game as people build more buildings. This one is very much, our other two in our top three, Alien Frontiers and Tzolkin, they have something different, something interesting to add to the basic worker placement mechanism. Yeah, I feel like Lords of Woody Deep is just that basic worker placement mechanism you know there's locations there's only one person who can go on most of the spots um there's a couple of the spots can have more than one worker in them but it's just done really well yeah and i don't know what it is about it maybe it's the quests the it, way that it you may even it may just be even the order in which we discovered worker placements but we keep going back so. to that one yeah i don't think so we've had it for years and we still love playing it yeah i think it's just it's Almost the simplicity, the purity of the worker placement mechanism in this game mm. that I really enjoy 
it's not too complicated. It's one, if you are going to start out with one, this is the one I would recommend because yeah. it's, of all the worker placements that we've played, it's probably the most straightforward either that to get. Or, either that or Alien Frontiers. But I wouldn't start with Zizolkin. No. Yeah. Uh, and I wouldn't start with even Dungeon Pets because there's too many steps of phases involved with that as yep. well. Yeah, Lords of Waterdeep only of, really has the one. Like yeah. you put out your workers, you take turns around the table, each putting out one worker until all the workers, everyone's workers are out and then you collect them back up and then you move on to the next round and exactly. you put them out again. Exactly. As you said, that's that purest form. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of worker placements that I want to play that have that, that very simplistic approach that hopefully we'll be playing this year. At the moment, this is my number one for sure. Definitely. And that's a hard thing to do. It's like, I suppose, dare I use the comparison of Star Wars. The first time you watch Star Wars, then that's the best sci-fi movie ever because you watched it when you were really young. And I can't help but think that that might be the, the way things are in terms of because it's your first experience with a, with a cool sci-fi or because it's your first experience with a worker placement, then it's, that's your best I don't know. We'll have to see if anything can, can actually knock this one off from the number one tar- number one spot. It is for me my number one. Us. It's my number one as well, but I I don't know if it was the first worker placement I played, and it's not it's not because it's the first one that it's my number one. Okay. It's just it's the way it plays, the simplicity. I don't know. It's. I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. Well, look, be, be drawn in because it's Dungeons and Dragons. Don't be drawn in because it's Dungeons and Dragons, but still play it because it, it's only got the characters within Dungeons and Dragons, so don't be put off on it if that's what would put you off. It is a great game and one I'd pretty much recommend to anyone who's just starting to get interested in, played a couple of ga- um, uh, board games before and really wants to delve that little bit deeper in. And that's it. Was there anything else you wanted to say about worker placement games while we were talking about them? I think for me, worker placement games is something that I'm going to be attracted to more throughout playing board games. Whereas I'm finding I'm phasing out from some of the deck building game style and in, and starting to look more into that worker placement style. So and deck building games is a, another podcast we will do in future. You've been listening to the All Manner of Things podcast. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can email us, podcast at allmannerofthings.com. Or alternatively, you can visit our website at www.allmannerofthings.com. Thanks for listening. Bye. The hell? Oh, it's like a huge aviary is in, in our backyard. Oh, we need to plant a native garden to attract the birds. So but we that's should be happy nuts. about this. I hope you can't hear this. Anyway. <laughs>